Welcome to the Kids Own Check It Out podcast. This month, we're reviewing some of our favorite historical fiction books written for children. Hi, reader friends. It's Miss Molly at Warren Library. The book I have to share with you today is called The Voyage of the Sparrow Hawk. This is a junior fiction book, so geared for ages 8 to 12. This book is about two characters, Sam and Lottie. They live in England in the years after World War I, so many of their friends and neighbors are still trying to rebuild their lives. Sam is an orphan and he's waiting for his older brother to come back from fighting in France, even though the war is over and Sam hasn't heard from his brother since. Sam has been living by himself on a boat called the Sparrow Hawk. One day, Lottie steals a dog who's been mistreated, and when she's running away, she hides aboard Sam's narrow boat. He discovers her hiding there and sees that their dogs have become great friends. Sam and Lottie's friendship is quick to follow. Trouble is quick to find them, though. A police officer soon catches on that Sam is living by himself on the boat. Sam tells him that his older brother will be back any day, but the officer is suspicious and wants to send him to foster care. As it becomes more and more apparent that the police officer is going to send him away, Sam and Lottie hatch a desperate plan. They'll take their narrowboat and sail it across the English Channel all the way to France to look for Sam's brother. The problem is, narrowboats are really only designed to be used in rivers and calm lakes. They are not built for ocean. But Sam and Lottie have an adventurous spirit and with some help along the way, they might make it to France after all. I thought this book was so charming and heartwarming. For a book about a country in the aftermath of a war, it was surprisingly sweet and lighthearted too. Sometimes, even though the story is mostly about Sam and Lottie, you follow a side character for a brief page or two at the end of the chapter. So you get to see the policeman who's on their trail across the country, or a backstory about their teacher, or the lives of the owners of one of the other boats. It made me feel like I was watching a kid's live action movie where all the characters tie together in the end. I really like the heartwarming ending too, which I'll try not to give away, but it involves Lottie trying to find some family member besides her aunt and uncle who could take her in. If you like this book, you might also like Love to Everyone by Hilary McKay, which is also about kids in England in the aftermath of World War I. You might also like Children of the King, which is about kids being sent to the English countryside in World War II and making friends with other kids they meet there. I hope you find some wonderful new favorite books this month, maybe historical fiction. Hope to see you soon at the library. Hi everybody, it's Katie. The historical picture book, All of a Sudden and Forever, written by Chris Barton and illustrated by Nicole Zhu, begins by saying, one April morning in 1995, in Oklahoma City, there was a man with a bomb in a big truck. He parked the truck in front of a big building in the middle of the city. He walked away. The bomb exploded. Even though I was a kid living 500 miles away that day, I remember it. 
I remember seeing people talk about it on the news. I remember feeling afraid. So when I saw a book about something that happened during my lifetime, I knew I wanted to read it. When cleaning up after the Oklahoma City bombing, investigators found a tree that had been badly damaged by the explosion. It was still alive, and they decided to help it instead of cutting it down. As the tree recovered and dropped new seeds, it became a symbol of healing and hope for the community. The author focuses the book on this tree and how, like the tree, people in the community were able to find comfort and a measure of joy in their recovery. The illustrator gives the book a simple, beautiful art style, and the more the tree and the community heal, the more color returns to the pages of the book. I loved this book. It provided a poignant reminder that despite any tragedy that may befall us, whether it's a big event that affects an entire community or a small event that just affects us, we too can find hope and healing. I also enjoyed reading the back matter at the end of the book. The author and the illustrator included notes about their experience in researching and creating the book, as well as a list of people who the author interviewed, including how their lives were changed as a result of the bombing. Anyone age eight and up could enjoy this nonfiction picture book. In 2020, All of a Sudden and Forever was given the School Library Journal Best Nonfiction Books Award. There are also a few books about a tree that survived the events of September 11th, including Survivor Tree by Marcy Colleen. If you enjoy hopeful books about recovering from tragedy, I highly recommend these. You can find these books and more at the Orem Public Library. I hope to see you there. Hello readers, this is Mary at the Orem Library. This month I read a book for second to third graders called Alicia Alonso Takes the Stage. This book is based on the true story of Cuban ballerina Alicia Alonso. Alicia was born in 1920 in Cuba, and she loved to dance from a very young age. She was introduced to ballet and she fell in love with it. She moved to New York City at the age of 16 to try out for professional ballet companies. She worked very hard for her dream, but around the age of 19, Alicia started to lose her eyesight, which threatened to stop her from dancing forever. I was on the edge of my seat as I read this book, quickly turning each page to find out if Alicia would overcome losing her eyesight to achieve her dreams. Check out this book from the intermediate section to find out what she did. If you like this book, also check out the other books in the series. If you like this book, also check out the other books in the Rebel Girl series. Madam C.J. Walker builds a business and Ada Lovelace cracks the code. See you at the library. Hello, this is Miss Rachel at the Orem Public Library, and I'm excited to tell you about The Blackbird Girls, a junior fiction book that takes place in the Soviet Union during 1986. Schoolyard rivals Valentina and Oksana know something is wrong in their hometown of Pripyat when they wake up to find that their fathers haven't come back from working the night shift at the Chernobyl nuclear power station. They're even more concerned when they see that the sky is red and a thick blue smoke is curling up from the power station. 
What follows is a race to safety from the radioactive contaminants, which were thrown into the air from the power station fire. But this turns out to be a very hard task, as the girls are separated from their parents and need to hide from the secret police. Will they find a home where they can be safe? The Blackbird Girls was written by Anne Blankman in 2020 and is partially based off the true story of her friend, Victoria Belfer Zabarko's survival of the Chernobyl disaster. This book was awarded the Sydney Taylor Silver Medal in the middle grade category and the National Jewish Book Award in middle grade literature. I really like how this story alternated between Valentina's and Oksana's perspectives, letting us know what each girl was thinking. This book also adds a third perspective. We get to see Rivka running from the Nazi army 45 years before Valentina's and Oksana's adventure. This book does touch on some hard topics, such as death and abuse, but I do like how delicately Blankman handled these topics and how Oksana's character has a very empowering character arc about knowing her own worth. Blankman also has provided resources for those who know someone or are experiencing emotional or physical abuse. Those who liked the Blackbird Girls may also like Breaking Stalin's Nose by Eugene Yelchin, Emil and Carl by Jeffrey Chandler, and Refugee by Alan Gratz. These books, along with the Blackbird Girls, are available at the Orem Public Library. readers, it's Natalie from the Oran Public Library. The book I'm recommending is called Love in the Library by Maggie Takuda Hall, and it's illustrated by Yaz Imamara. It's geared towards kids five to eight years old, and it's found in our picture book collection. This story is inspired by the author's grandparents, which is really cool. This book does take place during a dark chapter of American history, just after the bombing of Pearl Harbor during World War II. Our story starts in an Idaho internment camp where Tama is working as the librarian. She loves working in the library because she gets to read books and find solace and comfort in the book she's reading. And a man named George frequently goes to the library to also find peace and solace in the the books there. Over time, they fall in love, get married, and have a son while still living in the internment camp. This book shares the message that love is a miracle and can grow in the most unlikely of places, and it also shows that even in dark times, people can find ways to hope, dream, and endure. The words and illustrations related to bring this to life, I hope you enjoy. Hi readers, today I'm going to review Dancing Hands, How Tereso Correño Played the Piano for President Lincoln, a picture book biography for ages 4 through 8, written by Margarita Engel and illustrated by Rafael Lopez. Margarita Engel, an award-winning Cuban-American author and poet, drew upon her experience of growing up in two countries and cultures while writing Dancing Hands. Margarita employs the use of similes, internal rhyme, 
and vivid verbs that provide textual imagery to engage the reader's mind's eye and structure for the book's images. Rafael Lopez, an internationally recognized illustrator and artist, was given the charge to visually bring Teresa's story to life. His complex, surreal, and highly stylized cartoon illustrations were rendered in mixed media and then he assembled the artwork digitally. Dancing Hands is the 2020 winner of the Pura Belpre Illustrator Award. The Pura Belpre Award is presented annually to the Latino, Latina writer and illustrator whose work best portrays, affirms and celebrates the Latino cultural experience in an outstanding work of literature for children and youth. Dancing Hands has been included in 28 different Best Book and Reading Association award lists. Teresa Carreño, the heroine of Dancing Hands, grew up in a musical family in Venezuela. A child prodigy, she could write music at age six and was giving piano performances in cathedrals at seven. Her family immigrated to the United States in 1862 and she soon gave her first concert debut that same year in New York City. While touring in Cuba in 1863, Teresa was invited to perform for President Abraham Lincoln in the White House at only nine years old. In one double-page spread, we see Teresa practicing her piano faithfully as a small child in her homeland of Venezuela in a beautifully balanced composition of leaves, flowers, palms, and rocks in a tropical color scheme. A large leaf of a pink flower points her eye to Teresa practicing her piano technique with the roar of a jaguar and the gentleness of birds. Her music soars into the sky, represented as piano keys that transition into birds. Teresa's family leaves Venezuela by boat to escape a revolution. They make it through a treacherous sea voyage and arrive in the United States where Teresa quickly gains fame as a child prodigy. She tours elegant cities accompanied by her father. She receives an amazing invitation while touring Cuba. She is invited to play for President Abraham Lincoln and his entire family. Teresa knows of President Lincoln's sadness over the death of his son and the challenges of the nation's civil war. At the White House, the president requests that she play his favorite song, Listen to the Mockingbird, a song of a sweetheart dead and buried, and a mockingbird singing over her grave. Despite the melancholy lyrics, the melody is surprisingly lively. President Lincoln is soon tapping his fingers on his shoe and enjoying a few moments of musical reprieve as the mockingbird above his head invites us to turn the page to the final words of Teresa's inspirational story. The back matter included on the end sheets gives the reader more historical details on the life of Teresa Carreño. This provides teachers and caregivers useful background information for meaningful discussions or curriculum lesson plans. Come to the library to learn more about the amazing Teresa Carreño. Thanks for joining us. Check out our favorite titles at your local library. See you next month for more reviews.